Welcome to Pause 5 Podcast, a podcast for people living with HIV, their friends, family, and allies. Here are your hosts, Veda Lady, the most beautiful woman in the world in her price range, and animal lover, Robbie Lawler. Veda, we are back and we are wrapping up season four of the Pauseway podcast. Yes, it's time to say goodbye to these pause wankers for a while. <laughs> How much joy have we gotten in this season? It's been quite, it's, it's been a remarkable experience, hasn't it, really? Mm-hmm. Like, we started two years ago, just over two years ago, we just had our second birthday. I know. And oh it's God. unbelievable, really, how many amazing people that we've met and how much love we've been shown. Yeah. I'm really blown away. And what a journey we have been on even over the last few weeks. Do you want to tell our listeners a little bit more about what we've been up to? Well, we've had a couple of TV appearances, one together and yes. one, of course, you on The Late Late Show on Friday. So first off, congratulations. Thank you. Gorgeous and brilliant as ever. And thank you for the shout out for Aoife and for the podcast. Mm-hmm. I know that it's really hard. You know, you don't get much time to talk. And we have a lot to talk about, so I really appreciate that. I was shitting myself beforehand, to be honest, because they asked me on for Ryan's last ever show, The Late Late Show, so I knew it was this huge honour, um, and I knew it was probably going to be the, one of the most watched Late Late Shows, other than the Thai shows, really. So I felt this immense amount of pressure, and I knew I only had less than two minutes to talk because there were seven other people on this panel or on the couch so I was like how do I get in everything that I need to and how do you get your message across and how do you articulate it all properly and so like a whole week before like I only knew a week beforehand that was going on I was like how am I going to do this how am I going to do this when ultimately it's just saying something that we've been saying time and time again I went in beforehand with um, one, I don't want to trauma dump on HIV because one thing about the Late Late Show, I love your Ryan and stuff like that, but they really do like just hearing the trauma stories. And I wanted to give fun and HIV and that you can try for HIV, but also, but also saying we need to overcome stigma. So it's that kind of energy. I wanted to get you equals you out there. Um, I never say, I never talk about my fellow Morris. <laughs> these things ever I talked about my mom but never Morris um and I mentioned my boyfriend I just didn't name him so he turned out really funny uh-huh. um and of course I wanted to get the pause vibe podcast just to kind of signpost people to other stories of yeah. people living with HIV so in just two minutes I hope I got that all across but it was nerve-wracking you did really well babe you know that and mm-hmm. it's really sweet that you're so concerned with everybody else, even in moments like that, you know? Yeah. But um, It was really yeah. cool, because they didn't want me to talk about HIV or activism. They always want to go back into the story, but I'm just like, no chance in hell am I going to have this many people without trying to spread I'm the good so word. I'm so glad you said that, because that's an interesting thing that we never really talk about. We were on Virgin Media mm-hmm. a few days before that on The Tonight Show, yeah. um, and... We weren't asked to go on and talk about HIV. I was asked to go on and talk about drag queens and the tension around drag, especially in the United States and these ridiculous laws and all of that Mm -hmm. stuff. And we parlayed that into a show about HIV. And I think a lot of the time activists and past people listening think that these things just happen, that we're just asked to come and talk about HIV, when really I just want them to know it doesn't work like that because you need to do that too, what yeah. we do. You need to parlay opportunities into opportunities to yes. talk about HIV. Yes. You know? Davey Quinlevin from the Emperor Program, shout out to you. He, he said to me, Robbie, when you're talking to the TV or the media, you're borrowing the audience for your message uh-huh. or for yourself, do you know? So 
uh, optimize that use of time most um, as best you can and it was just such a lovely reframing for me it just made sense uh-huh. um so yeah it's just been a wild few weeks for us um and i know there's loads more things in the pipeline so watch out right well pride is coming yes! let's talk about that for a minute everybody who is interested in marching with us um we're going to be marching right in front of the george float which of course is the place to be drag queens music there might even be some booze smuggled in you never know um but we're going to be marching in front of the george float we're going to be um destroying stigma as per usual Mm -hmm. we're going to be calling out for better access to medicine especially prep Mm -hmm. what else are we going to be doing we're going to be having lots of corporate talks we hope getting the word out there so if the media want to talk to us about hiv or any of the pause vibe tribe get in touch but if you want us to come into your workplace to show how to tell a secret or just hear our stories and have a q a have a kiki get in touch with us at the pause vibe pod or on our own personal uh, instagram or twitter accounts because this is really an important time to highlight hiv in ireland we're having rising numbers now so there's a lot more people living with hiv in ireland it's important to keep this on the agenda it's a great opportunity too if you're working in a company or a corporation where you're doing a pride event and you think that you might be able to parlay that into a hiv event Mm -hmm. we're more than happy to cooperate with you i've turned down so much drag already this year and last year because for me right now in my life i don't feel like um drag is appropriate in a corporate setting because of all the other work that I'm doing and the energy I have for that. Mm. I'm not sure if just having a drag bingo in your canteen is enough, personally. But anyway, um, that said, if you are someone who gets to make those decisions or suggestions, please think of us. If you just want to march with us, our theme is black, white, and red. Lots of red, folks. Classic HIV colors, I guess, Mm -hmm. but also very 1980s. (laughs) So you don't have to dress in black and white and red but if you want to um we'd appreciate it and our banners and signs are going to be white with black writing so if you do want to blend in (laughs) color (laughs) compliment please go for it and yeah we'd love to see you there we'll be there from about 11 o'clock the march starts at 12 and we'll all be in it together it just blows my mind one is going to be visually beautiful right but i i believe it's the first time in dublin pride or pride in ireland that we're going to have out Pause people willing to be so visible walking with thousands of spectators. I am tearing up, wow. Robbie, because the first time we did this as Pause Vibe, we did Pride events during the lockdown. It was a very different Pride. But at that time, the amount of out Pause people that we knew was like one handful mm-hmm. um, two years ago, or maybe a couple of handfuls, but really out and active. And now we have. So many amazing friends mm-hmm. doing so much amazing yeah. work. And they're excited. And they're the ones driving this. Yes. They came to us to say, we want you guys to organize something for Pride. Because we want to march with you guys. And, and we hadn't really planned on it because we basically have been doing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But I'm so happy we're doing it now. Yeah. And it's become my main focus for mm-hmm. the next few weeks. And I'm yeah. really excited about it. So please come and march with us. Yes. Whether you're paused, whether you're allies, whether you're just interested, just come along and join the Kiki. If you're horny. If you're <laughs> Most of all, if you're horny, come along. <laughs> so let's talk about Paws in Oz, Robbie. Let's talk about Australia. Australia, we were the Wizards of Paws, Wizards of Paws. Um, 
We're it's like been... wrapping up this season now, by the way, folks. This is our yeah. last episode. We're going to take a little break. Yes. Um, so that's why we're going to do a little recap. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And it's nice for us to kind of recap. Um, I was just thinking about this episode and it was just so nice to think back because we've been so busy and doing things since we're home that I haven't had much time to reflect. So this was like a lovely little thing that I've been up to for the last I haven't day. seen as much of you because we I were know. living in each other's <gasps> pockets. Like, we we actually months. were. For, <laughs> and do you know what? I loved it. Me too. We get along so well. Um, as you said, it's been our two-year anniversary, but like, I feel like we've known each other for life uh-huh. Yeah, in the best way. Uh-huh. What like, memories really stick out to you from Australia? Wow. Um, Kylie, I've got to say it, <laughs> you know? And he actually means Kylie Minogue. Kylie. Padam, padam. <laughs> yeah, I went to the, you know that I got lucky and I got taken to the World Pride opening party by my fabulous friend Sveta who's a superstar DJ in Australia mm-hmm. unfortunately Robbie couldn't come we had another event so Robbie handled business and I went for pleasure <laughs> and, you fucker <laughs> and Sveta got me a VIP ticket so we were wow. sitting like 10 rows from Kylie Minogue and it was I've never seen a, such a queer celebration in my life it was on tv mm-hmm. there was drone cameras everywhere there it was a huge stadium and there was amazing talent but um i had the best time because of these two women sveda um, my gay woman friend who brought me and i made a friend there called miss cairo who's a trans woman she came along and sat beside me because we we're just drawn to each other trans people and um and she opened her handbag and she took out a carafe of wine <laughs> and glasses <laughs> and i don't know how she got them in there there was the cure mary poppins we love her <laughs> and an outfit and she changed her clothes she put on like a gold cocktail number and a, a headband and poured me a glass of wine. No. And we watched Kylie Minogue and we had such a great kiki and, and I made a new friend. And um, yeah, and at one stage someone knocked my glass out of my hand and it just went flying. And she just handed me the carafe. And I'll never forget just that understanding moment. moment. <laughs> <laughs> Hold my drink, bitch. <laughs> and I just drank the carafe, you know. Um, oh, but it. it was a really fab show and just a really special night. And it's one of my favorite memories, of course. And Mardi Gras, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, well, Mardi Gras will stay in my mind forever, I think. Yes. <laughs> um, when you think about most fun, actually, although, yes, you went to see Kylie and it was just such an iconic event, I was in the Gaelic Club in Surrey Hills, <laughs> right? <laughs> so a bit different. However, that night I really got to bond with Sydney Queer Irish um, and especially this uh, woman from Dublin called Jade. And we ended up going to the Stonewall Inn, crawling home at four in the morning. I had such a laugh that night. Who knew? Because this Gaelic club like something looks like a gay club in Roscommon or something in the I middle of Australia. It's it so good. I know with trad music playing and all it's bonkers. But um, yeah. So although I I would classify that as one of my fun nights out, I had many, but none that I can probably repeat on this podcast. That's <laughs> another podcast. Yeah, but it was so much fun because we had three weeks in Sydney, around three weeks, right? And. We hadn't really much of an agenda. We knew we wanted to do a season of the podcast. We had a few events. But um, we didn't really have anything so much in place. We only had three days off. Yeah. And at the same time, we were drinking every day. I think I had one day off from drink. <laughs> we partied yeah. and we worked so hard. We got so embraced by the community there. And we got to do so many brilliant events. Do you have any strangest moments? Uh, strangest moments I might have to mull that over you tell me yours and I'll think about 
My one of my strangest moments and most fun moments is Mario Kart, and again, I feel like we're keeping up the suspense <gasps> of that. Yes. <laughs> but another one was we were at an event. We were, I was moderating an artivist event with you on the panel. It's about um, using artivism for people living with HIV and how to get a message out there or how to overcome internalized stigma. And it was really great. Um, I felt like I failed miserably in the moderating role. But anyways, afterwards, you are fantastic as always. Um, we ran around to this free drink event. Yes, we crashed the party. We crashed it. And the Irish consulate was there, Rosie Keane, who was amazing. And we just had loads of drinks. And I got chatting to these amazing women just talking about uh, getting pissed, true crime, blah, blah. And Vader was like, well, you were talking to Sarah Mordock for ages. I was like, Mordock? As in the Mordocks? <laughs> yes. So Robbie had no idea who she was. I, of course, knew who she was because I, I used to watch a top model of every continent, you know, and she mm-hmm. was a top model she was host. beautiful. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. family's pure and utter evil but she loves the gays apparently and so charming and so nice and i managed to make her laugh a couple of times Mm -hmm. which really excited me and um yeah she was lovely but she had a friend with her quentin yes so while i was talking to her mordock you were talking to a top civil servant in the foreign affairs uh, department super handsome i thought he was such a right daddy my was off though he wasn't but i i went straight in for the kill he was so handsome and i managed to charm him for sure. You kept Regardless. coming out with glasses of wine. I, I boozed him up. He really liked me and he turned out to be very high up in in the Department of Foreign Affairs. Department of Foreign Affairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He apologized to me because you told him about the visa restrictions. And he said, Robbie, I personally, on behalf of the Australian government, apologize for these abhorrent restrictions. Isn't that wild? And he said this is insider knowledge. This should change in the next few months. We acknowledge it and we're on it. So yeah. this is quite incredible. Not to say that we have a big part to play in it, but we have a small part to play in the change. I'm going to say to our credit, we worked hard before we went. We did a workshop with This Is Pop Baby with Philip, who was amazing. Mm-hmm. We worked on our messages and the points that we wanted to make. And in any situation, we met someone with clout. We met senators. We met lots of politicians. And we met the gorgeous Quinton. We hit them with it. Oh, you know, we did not agenda. stop talking about it. Yeah, we didn't miss an opportunity mm-hmm. to talk about HIV and to talk about stigma and discrimination. I'm yeah. really proud of that. Isn't it wild that we went with no agenda and we end up meeting all of these people, top civil servants and politicians? Oh, <laughs> the charm of the Irish, folks. Manifesting, Robbie. Manifesting, yes. That's also a strange... One of the strangest moments is knowing that Veda is an actual witch. <laughs> no, you are. You were like, this is going to happen. And literally within days, it is. It's uh-huh. bonkers. I would be like, you know, what you call it? I'd be kind of agnostic around all of that things now. I'm a, I'm a pure believer in magic. <laughs> I'm going to read the secret <laughs> the minute this has been. <laughs> the but secret is don't read the secret. <laughs> it's capitalism in a book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just the whole, the, the magic of world pride and just the, the generosity of everyone who we met has been truly incredible. People yeah. are really susceptible to our listening to us as well. Yeah, should we talk about some of the people we met, some of the guests we had just quickly? Because <sighs> I think the most important thing that we do is not really out there. It's it's much smaller and more intimate. It's the friendships and relationships that we made. And we managed to make a whole season and talk to uh, like quite a few incredible people living with HIV. And it's the effect that they have on us mm-hmm. and the effect that we have on them and the friendship that you know will be there forever yeah. that is the most powerful part of all of this mm-hmm. i think that's where the change really comes from the strength we have together um every time we're in an interview room i feel like it's like a bond forged in fire 
Uh-huh. Isn't it just because we're just so vulnerable to each other in the most beautiful way um, that, yeah, I, it, I I never forget any guests and all their stories stick with me. Uh-huh. Um, so let's kind of go through it then. Sure, let's it, do it. Initially, the only person that we kind of knew that we really, well, no, that we knew we wanted and we knew would be up for it was Peaches and Polly and her mother, right? But yeah. before we get into them, and we were like, how are we going to approach people living with HIV to see if they wanted to come on our podcast? Because we didn't know anyone living with HIV. And we show, showed our movie, I think, on the second night that we were in sydney how to tell a secret right and uh we've done this amazing q a where you start breaking out in song and literally the audience were putting you in your hands <laughs> but we had they always pe- go soft in my hand yeah <laughs> um yeah and the best thing was we didn't have a plan but my plan was i said to robbie we're just going to ask the audience that's the yes. plan and that's what we did we said we're here we don't really know anybody we plan to make a season of our podcast and if any of you people are living with hiv and you can help us can take us. us for coffee take us for a drink mm-hmm. you know we'd love that and mm-hmm. wow that oh, was it we were I, off and like that that's it that's a whole season after that basically yeah, yeah. um um, so yeah, we're just super grateful that one, people that made HIV came to the movie and two, that they wanted to share their story maybe for the first time or maybe yeah. um, only second or third time or maybe they're veterans, you know. So we'll go into them t- uh, step by step. Let's do it. So first, our beloved Peaches, Peaches. and Paulian. Shout out to you, Peaches. How are you doing? Gorgeous. What well, a talented drag queen. Oh, my God. Peaches is a star. And also, yeah. Peaches, like myself and you, is a winner, baby, in Alternative mm-hmm. Miss Ireland. But one of the things that stands out to me about our time with Peaches is Peaches' family, her yeah. mom and dad, oh her sister, um, how much fun, how much love they have oh for God. each other. But uh, but for us, on the more selfish note, mm-hmm. the day after we arrived peaches was hosting a party at the intercontinental hotel which is a very fancy hotel and she invited us over there Mm -hmm. and we had incredible cocktails and we went to the rooftop bar Mm -hmm. and it was the night that they turned the opera house into the colors (gasps) of the pride flag it was the very first it's very start of world pride very start oh my like that was the button that they pushed to say it's now world pride yeah and we were on the rooftop just a couple of blocks away looking at Sydney and looking at that and it was so moving it was a pinch me moment wasn't it I'm so grateful to Peaches for for giving us that but also like she moved from Dublin over there and now she got herself so high that she's getting like 10 house apartments in the Intercontinental. Uh-huh. Like she is a star for sure. Uh-huh. And a real star of our podcast was Pauline. Yeah. Because we love Mothers on the Positive podcast. We love fa- good family members in general. But Pauline was just such an Irish mammy, wasn't she? <laughs> she was so gassed. So pretty, so sexy, so fun. Yeah. Um, and really talented as well. I love Pauline's story that, you know, she did what a lot of mams do. She devoted her time to her family and her kids until she got a bit of her independence back and then she focused totally on herself and her talent Mm -hmm. and became the head designer for the Gaiety Theatre. She started that career in her 40s and she just retired. And that, I think, is so inspirational. We love you, Pauline. Go on, Pauline. And what really struck us was she came to the movie She's seen the movie and she was just so honest about not knowing anything in the 80s and 90s. She was like, there's an epidemic in Ireland, but I never heard of it because, you know, she would have been just a middle class woman in Ireland and it wouldn't have been her world at all. Did you say middle class? Is she middle class? (laughs) (laughs) No one's middle class. Yeah. There's rich and there's poor. Poor, yeah. That's it. There's the 1% and there's the rest. And the rest of us, yeah, the riffraff. Yeah. but yeah, and she was just so honest about it. And during that conversation, you know, Peters was able to talk about prep, pep, um, 
yeah, going on prep for the first time, condoms, um, and we got to ask, like, if he got a HIV diagnosis now, how would you feel, Pauline? It was just such an amazing, transformative conversation to have uh-huh. with your mother. Uh-huh. It was just so cool. Yeah. Oh, Good old yeah. Pauline. Love the McCall's. Uh, um, so next up then, after that, shortly. Polly. Was Polly, wasn't it? Yeah. <gasps> we got oh. to go to this place called Qtopia, which is Australia's first queer mag- um, museum. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also was, it's, the roots of it were a HIV muse- uh, museum. Um, that's where the idea really started. And then it grew into a queer museum. Yes. So it's very much our genre mm-hmm. we got to see an amazing exhibit there uh, about a hiv ward that was I in the hospital ward there. 17 or something and it was yeah. a very famous ward in a hospital in sydney where people with aids went to pass away yeah and um it's so loaded with history with trauma with, with so much learning too and they've done this amazing timeline around it they've done this reconstruction of what the ward looks like and this video of people's testimonies of the time it was so powerful veda was going around taking shots and they were like this is our Activism. Tequila shots. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we met Polly and fell in love. Oh my God. David Paulson, AM. AM. Royalty. Royalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the most beautiful, beautiful man who uh, was very generous in sharing his story with us and really took us to his hearts and still mm-hmm. is listening to everything that we're publishing and liking everything we do and staying in touch. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, I just wanted to stay in Australia and marry David. Pulsing. Well, I'll be fighting for him. <laughs> <laughs> We're into polyamory. Polly's into poly. <laughs> yeah, Polly <laughs> well, What really stuck out for me from Polly's story was just pure resilience. All of the drug tests that was that it twenty six or twenty eight clinical, clinical trials. Wow! And you know what? I was really like beforehand. We were sharing our stories to Polly, and I was talking about a triple and how like you know I was like, "That's it. That's me. That's my life over with." And then he was like, "Robbie, I've been on this one, this one, this and this and this one, and still persevering." I was like, "Oh God, Pain I'm not resilient at all." And the horror <gasps> stories, and without people like him, where yes. would we be? Like we are so so grateful and rightfully so. We always say we stand on the shoulders of those before us and even what he's doing now you know yeah. and he is a true hero not just in australia but i say people him and people like him around the world have made us be able to say i'm on one pill a day i'm undetectable i got to live as long as anyone else so thank you polly and thank you for that amazing amazing episode totally oh my god <laughs> next up we have matt rule from the bobby goldsmith foundation we sure do so matt was one of the people who came up to us after the movie and he was asking great questions in the audience and we always love people who ask great questions and i think i fell in love with matt because he's such a riot and, <laughs> and he literally means fell in love with <laughs> yeah, no, I think so, to yeah, be honest. Oh my Matt God, fell in love with me. Funny. Yeah, I know. Do you Jeez. hear from Matt often? Story of my life. No. I heard from him today and yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I think I scared him. <laughs> I think he did scare him. I've been ruled out. Sandra <laughs> <laughs> Pump rules. Um, but his, his was our kind of first one that we'd done in Back in the Pub. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it yeah it was our first kind of experience of bringing someone living with hiv into the pub and having this kiki fireside chat yes and he was just so 
beautiful and it was one of the first times it wasn't the first time but one of the first times he'd done so it was a bit nervous but he had some steel going into it yeah it was great he was really being vulnerable and taking a step for him to share his story with us was big Mm -hmm. but also the introduction to the bobby goldsmith foundation where he works and all of his co-workers and what the work that they do was incredible they were my favorite people mm-hmm. in terms of getting uh, to work with an organization and they were all great but they literally gave us office space to record in they found people to record with us they gave us gigs speaking events they were there for us like there's so, so much heart in bobby goldsmith isn't yeah. there yeah i was blown away it's just pure and utter heart and i was just like well if we could replicate that and bring it over here and just bring there is so much heart in ireland but it's just like it was just so well organized and so is the heart so much embedded within the overall organization and ethos of the the company and not the company the, the the community network let's say yeah um one thing that really stood out for matt's uh, interview that really struck home with me is that i have family members in prison and just to hear Matt saying, you know, that actually part of his story of going to prison was a real sea change moment in his story for the better, was just a real moment of hope for me, for members of the family, because yeah. normally you associate prison with a, a negative part of someone's life, when this was um, a time where you're like, okay, that happened, how do I better my life? I don't want to go back there. So I just want to say thank you for showing that vulnerability and sharing that part of your story with us, Matt. Me too, because he'd never spoken about that mm-hmm. before um, and he was hesitant to do it mm-hmm. and he was so glad that he did and so am I. Yeah. It was really powerful. Well, and just Matt's um, story now and his work is just going to continue going up, up, up and just get in contact with me more, Matt. Well, he's in <laughs> Bali at the moment. Oh, babe. fuck off. <laughs> also, Matt has a gorgeous to-be husband, so never mind. <laughs> that makes no difference. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Look at us. <laughs> Um, There's hey, no rules. Uh, yeah, I'm not rules. <laughs> <laughs> Only boundaries, right? <laughs> hey, Steve Spencer. Hey, Steve Spencer was our next guest, yes. and Steve is a bisexual man living with HIV and a total dreamboat hottie, wow. honey. Yeah, wow. like wow, wow. <laughs> Matt also got us in touch with Steve, so you can see how this yeah. beautiful network all helped each other come to us and become best friends. And I don't know what I expected before I met Steve, but he was not at all what I expected. No. And We were running from the Human Rights Conference at the time, remember? Yes. So we were hearing all these amazing people and keynote speeches, and we're like, okay, we've Steve. So I, like, I couldn't put too much um, headspace into the interview because we were doing so much beforehand. But I knew what we heard a story that we didn't normally hear before was someone who was bisexual, someone who was on PrEP and got HIV due to... Um, you know, the very, very tiny likelihood of getting HIV, even though you're on PrEP. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is such a fascinating new um, interview or new person that we're going to interview that I was just like, I think it's just going to flow naturally. I just I just can't wait to hear what it is. So I don't think we needed much PrEP. Yes, we did. <laughs> uh, but I thought we'd be talking more like about the PrEP, because obviously that's a shocker, of course. and the HIV. But really, it was the bisexual education that we got that I'm most grateful for. I, like a lot of gay men, have only interacted with bisexual men mm-hmm. maybe through apps, and mm-hmm. especially when you cross-dress or do drag. It's, a, it's a, an area where I had put all of that. That's what I thought bisexuality was in mm-hmm. terms of how I related to it and I was ignorant and I was dumb and I was wrong and Steve in the kindest and most sweet and brilliant way kind of brought me along and really opened my eyes and the mo- most articulate person I have probably ever met 
Yeah, like we wow. sit there sometimes thinking we have a little bit of experience. We'll be okay. We're going to host this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was his show. It was like, the it was his Spencer show. show. <laughs> we totally. were bystanders, basically. Wow. And I felt a little bit stupid then because I didn't even know how to articulate my questions. Because just like you, my, my only exposure to bisexual people is by women. Uh-huh. Really? Uh-huh. Um, and that's a real problem, isn't it? Why is that the case? And it's just that I haven't really been able to kind of get my head, not, not get my head around, that's a, but like how to formalise a question that sounds smart or that could really um, get the best out of the interviewee. But like, I didn't even need to ask a smart question. Steve went in and was like, this, this, this and this point, and this, this means this, this and this. And I was just sitting there like, my mind is blown. I had to listen back to it twice because there's so much information into it. Me too. It's one of my favourites in terms of learning for myself. Mm-hmm. I really got a lot out of that. And that friendship. Yeah. Oh my God, I went on a night out. You were in Dervada that night. I blagged my way into a free um, event. It was like $150. And I went up to the... <laughs> I went up to the bouncer saying, look, I'm just here in Australia for World Pride. I have no internet and I can't find a ticket. And they're like, go ahead. And I was like, yeah. Uh, Anyways, I saw Steve Spencer in there. I got so drunk. I can't remember. Like, I can't remember what happened at the end of the night. Lost my pause top, which I love. What's and, his name? Yeah, <laughs> 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 I lost my pause top. Crawled home at ten a.m. the next morning in a string top that you get from Penny's. Basically, laughing the whole way home. So, yes, Steve Spencer, you know how to party. I'll give I you have that. some more pause tops. Don't worry. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm wearing one right now. Yeah, you do. You are actually. <laughs> it's not me okay so, <laughs> so from steve spencer to paul's tops yeah to daniel taunton oh daniel oh, my daniel. baby girl <gasps> hi girl um daniel's a lot and i'm a lot so <laughs> we really had such a laugh like hysterical laughing surreal what a sense of humor what a total fucking weirdo and i'm a weirdo too babes you know weirdo that. in the best way you can't help but like Daniel becomes family very quickly, right? Yeah, yeah. Comes the sister that we always wanted, basically, or that we always have. It's Daniel just lets you in so quickly and shares so much about himself so quickly. And his story, Beta. Oh my God. I think we recorded for like an hour and 20 minutes, but of course we can't have that much in the podcast. So we really have to uh-huh. edit it out. And it was a really tricky process. I know you and our producer Esther had to, uh, we were really, um, you know, active in that. But it was just so much in it, so much trauma, but so much resilience, so much learning. It's it's a book, really. It's a book. It's a book. It's a movie. And also, he's so creative and just so funny. Like, to go through so much darkness and challenges in your life, especially from from a young age, Mm -hmm. and to just still be laughing and smiling like the way that he is. I love Daniel. I love you, baby. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's so active on our social medias. Uh And, you know, he's an Ankali. And he's just an incredible person all around, isn't Uh he? Shout out to you, Daniel. Okay, now we're on to the heart, the gorgeous Terry Lee. (gasps) Aww. Yeah, it's really been only um, a few special times that we've got to record with women living with Mm -hmm. HIV. So we were determined to make that happen in Australia. And Bobby Goldsmith Foundation had Mm -hmm. just the person for us. But nothing prepared me for how soulful and how beautiful Terry Lee is. Oh, my God. Damn, (laughs) I'm crying. But she really, really touched me, you know. What an incredible woman. What an incredibly smart, talented person. You know, it's even just the tone of her voice. She makes you feel at ease, 
comfort. You can just feel heart when she speaks. And when she sang for us, <laughs> it's like we were in a, an office room of Bobby Goldsmith. So it looks like any kind of corporate office kind of, doesn't it? But I just felt like we were in like a beaten Bally basically. <laughs> and she was just singing the sound that was just like wow and the fact that she would do that for us and and just kind of like Pauline she's kind of uh, I think you know middle-aged and she went back to college to learn you know the language of her um tribe her first nations tribe and she just has this whole new lease on life from what she was saying to us and it's just so inspiring let women lead I've heard people say a lot especially in the HIV community mm-hmm. and terry's just another shining example of why you would let terry lead, let terry <laughs> lead. <laughs> i love that but you know it's like there can be a lot of ego i i mm-hmm. certainly have a tiny little one and you might so have one do. and mm-hmm. you know and i feel like leaders like terry they are the chiefs yes of our tribe mm-hmm. there's no ego there's just love and wisdom an experience and you know i think she's one of the most inspiring people that i've ever met yes here here couldn't agree more on to another another very inspiring person yes yeah, so let's bring it back to the northern hemisphere okay and amazing women up here yeah because we Ireland. had another coup we did season. yes yes um we had this amazing woman you may have heard of her Eva commons she is a incredible brilliant woman from galway she's 27 She's a nurse and she got in contact with us over Instagram saying, would you like another guest in your podcast? And we were like, yes. <laughs> well, I was like, hang on a minute, I'll check. <laughs> That's the truth. Not that I didn't want to, but, you know, we had just come back from Australia and we had kind of agreed that we were going to tool down for mm-hmm. a couple of weeks. We were. But once we got that call, that was it. We were at it. <laughs> We again. couldn't have an amazing woman like Aoife and say, let's like, let's wait, let's wait, you yeah. know, because her story is so important, like everyone's stories. Um, but we are based here in Ireland and I do think there is power in having an Irish woman, you know, talk about her story. Wow, so much. Wow, wow. incredible. And um, I felt like a real sea change moment, to be honest. And I felt like the biggest privilege of my life or at least of the podcast anyways that we could help platform the voice of Aoife or help coming share out, story. we should emphasize yes. that she was coming out on the podcast mm-hmm. not just coming to talk to us but coming out and also that two years ago when we started in the very first episode we talked about that our hope would be that in time if we do this mm-hmm. that that there will be a woman who will come to us an Irish woman and mm-hmm. say I'm going to help you I'm going to come out and it happened. It happened. And we're so grateful to you, Eva. And we got to be on TV together recently. Yes. And we'll be doing lots of other stuff together, including Pride, Dublin mm-hmm. Pride, very soon. Eva's already done a profile on The Examiner, already done a profile on, who uh, will be doing one for the Irish Independent. Cover of Vogue. Cover of Vogue. <laughs> Why? That George cheekbones. And <gasps> um, she's beautiful as well, not to take away from everything else that she is, but like that, uh, it's just like she's a full package. But she um, is also part of the Step Up program, which I was, you know, she's just thrown herself into every part she's going to be like. She is a shining light of activism in Ireland, you know, and it's incredible. Uh-huh. She's such a fire under her ass. And she brings so many different viewpoints. Right? One, she's a nurse, so she brings this kind of healthcare um, perspective. Uh, she's a woman. She, she was 24 when she got diagnosed. So she can hit so many points that are often missed 
but so need so much needed in Ireland. So yeah, Aoife, thank you so much for being on and thank you so much for doing what you're doing. Thank you for being a friend. Speaking of full package and a fire under your arse, who was our next guest? <laughs> <laughs> it's the love of my life. And I know, I'm saying this for everyone, but you know when you make an instant connection with someone, Mark or another AM, another dame, another with royalty. With a full package and a fire on Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. What this man has not done. Yeah. Real, real inspiration. True inspiration. What I got from Mark's interview, um, oh, other than the friendship outside the interview, because we met up many, many times, but... Um, it's just a whole idea of strategy, smart thinking in the work, understanding kind of the different levels in changing the hearts and minds of society, people living with HIV, uh, policy. Um, it was just such a, a lovely new perspective that we haven't really got before. And Mark was the perfect person to ask about all of this. I, I love him and we, we, we're potentially related Oh, yes, we are. We're potentially cousins because he's he's got the same surname as my mom, and mm-hmm. it's quite a small family. Mm-hmm. And we had relatives who emigrated and all of that. So, but um, but apart from that, um, for example, we're coming towards Pride, and and we're organising some artivism, and we're doing our campaign, and we definitely need a lot of help, support with stigma prep, with all of those things, and we would like to see. HIV transmissions on the decline instead of on the rise. And I was thinking, when you campaign for this stuff, you almost feel like you have imposter syndrome. Because if someone calls you out and says, well, how do you do that? How would that work? What do you need? I'd be like, I don't know. Whereas now I'm like, give me a minute and I'll ask someone who does know because we know someone who made all of those changes Mm -hmm. happen or helped to make them all happen in Australia and told us step by step how you do that. Like basically like a plumber coming to tell you how to fix your plumbing in your house. Cost out every piece that you need, Mm -hmm. present the whole schematic, (laughs) you know, and and get the money. Yeah, (laughs) That interview was just a really interesting one if you're interested in... Uh, like strategy and in how, how to get yourself at the kind of highest echelons of activism, essentially. Finessitator. Finessitator. calling it. A finessitator. Making He's it happen. A fabulous finessitator. Mark, you're going to be a friend for life, baby. Um, moving on, let's go back up the Northern Hemisphere. Let's talk about another friend for life, our very own Adrian Duggan. Baby Veda. Yeah, Baby Veda. Hi, Adrian. Adrian's a, a young guy who's been living with HIV since he was 17. He came out at 20 at World AIDS Day uh, mm-hmm. last year mm-hmm. at our Paws Queens World AIDS Day party yeah. um, and in GCN. And he's also playing me in this biopic that's being made at the moment. He's playing the young me. I cast him. <laughs> we want pause representation and he's beautiful yeah. but um but because of that we got the opportunity to get to know him and we decided to bring him in and do an, an interview and mm-hmm. get his story because young people who are out and hearing from young people is unusual too yeah. and we got some great insights from him and mm-hmm. some really good laughs as well it's just so much fun wasn't it and adrian's also a nursing student so between him and Aoife watch out the irish healthcare system because i think there's going to be um, earthquakes <laughs> shake things up hopefully because uh-huh. there's still so much stigma in healthcare settings so it's nice to have these leaders kind of fighting the good fight leaders and breeders <laughs> that's what we need Ahmed um, another guy who came up to us after the movie 
And what a sweetheart. He's like a BFG, isn't he? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. So much heart. We all fell in love with him. And what a story. And it was a whole new perspective again, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it was a really special interview because Ahmed was our first Muslim guest. Mm. And that just felt like a big achievement, you mm-hmm. know, to get that perspective. And he's so lovely. And he was vulnerable and tentative about sharing his story. And it was really an honor that mm-hmm. he chose us. There's a story about coming out about one's sexuality and HIV, you know, um, and yeah. within such from, from from a certain culture that doesn't, you know, embrace any of those things. Exactly, exactly. So it's such an important story to tell, and I know he was quite nervous coming up to it. But I just want to say you should be so proud of yourself, Ahmed. Like a really amazing, amazing story. Thank you. You're so right. And yes. our final guest for that season, <gasps> my namesake, Robbie Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Robbie. Oh, I just like I just want to sit down, have drinks with him, and listen to his stories all. Yeah. Day. So charming. What a life lived. You know, since the mid 80s, he's been living with HIV. He mm-hmm. really made us understand the culture of the time when he told his story. Yeah. A lot of sadness because there's a lot of loss, but still a lot of heart and a lot of joy with mm-hmm. Robbie. And the funny thing was, and I'm going to get this on the record, is when we finished recording, <laughs> he told us that he'd been a masseuse, like a sexy masseuse. And I'm like, you're telling us this now? now? <laughs> You could have told us this at the start. This whole interview would have been like very different. But, um, but yeah, shout out to you, Robbie. We love you. And uh, even in his retired age, for the first time, he's doing Enkali training, meaning he... And he has a new boyfriend. And he has a new boyfriend. So he's just like, again, this whole new lease of life. It's like life never stops. He's always finding... We're always finding people who are doing new and fascinating things. It's uh-huh. just constantly constantly inspired uh-huh. so that's all our guests at the Passway Podcast yes, this season but we've decided to reach out to someone very special yes. in Australia mm-hmm. but it turns out they're now in Galway yes. on holiday <laughs> of all places. so joining us by Zoom Robbie it's Loretta Cosgrove hi Loretta good morning so good to see you both Loretta it's so good to see you again how are you getting on I'm doing really, really well. I am uh, sitting here in Clonborough, County Galway, and I'm on a much-needed holiday at home. So this is great. Here, Loretta, how are you after World Pride and Mardi Gras? I am. I'm really good. Like it took, it actually took a little bit of time to come down from World Pride and just all the events that was going on. And I think Sydney was really left uh quite empty there's a lot of you know a lot of the places just like where like okay everybody just needed a break and I think events after world pride it was very hard to host any events or anything like that they weren't very well um you know attended it was it was you know I think we kind of almost had that you know post rainbow hangover of world pride and so many people visiting and yeah it was it was lonely Loretta I just want to say thank you yes publicly like you made this happen for us you started this journey for us where we got to go to World Pride and really learn from the best organizations in the world about the thing that we're most passionate about. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful to you. Mm -hmm. Oh, look, it was absolute. It was an honor to to host you guys and and to have you on board and also to be open to, you know, coming so far Mm -hmm. to tell your story. And and I think that was really good. And I think some of the events that that you know we got to to share with you were were really powerful, and uh, it was it was great. And it's been great to to sort of listen to your podcast from Australia and reflect on you know all the different people you got to meet as well. 
Yeah, Loretta, you probably don't hear much thanks for all you do. But Sydney Queer Irish is such a well-oiled machine. Like, what you and many of the others in Sydney Queer Irish put together for World Pride and Mardi Gras is just out of this world. And it's all on a voluntary basis. And a large part of it has got to do with you. And I just want to say, well done. And another part of this is just saying thanks from the pause community because we get, we're getting so much messages from people in Australia and Ireland and around the world actually listening to this podcast saying thank you, we're learning so much or I relate to this person. And, and you know what? Like we, we get the thanks, but not the people who help us get there. And you're one of those people. So I just kind of want to relay all those thanks and gratitudes onto you too. Oh, you're very welcome. And Mardi Gras itself, <laughs> marching with you guys in Mardi Gras, I will never forget it as long as I live. It was hysterical, <laughs> it was glamorous, it was like fun, but also difficult. Yeah. It's a big production to mm-hmm. pull off. And I, I just, I thought I'd done so many prides in Dublin, I've seen so many Paddy's Jays parades, but I have never in my life seen anything like that. And it blew my mind. And we had pause vibe flags that you made for us. Mm-hmm. We were like so well represented. Yeah. Your truck had all kinds of HIV and pause stuff on mm-hmm. it. And that's not what really what Sydney Queer Irish is about. But you lent that mm-hmm. to us. You lent all your work, your organization, and your support to Robbie and I and it's really special Mm -hmm. I love you so much you're very welcome thank you I think it was really important for us because it was also a chance for us to be become better allies and to really learn about your story and how we can help so you know I think that was good as a for us as a community group and we've spoken about that and um you know, how we can help our community more. So, yeah, it was great. (laughs) I tens across the board, as they say. You know, if you want something done, give it to a gay woman. Though I've never in my life even imagined the amount of creativity and all of the amazing stuff that you made with your own hands Mm -hmm. for us and for everybody else. I think that's one thing that sort of sets Sydney Queer Irish apart from some of the other community groups and also some of the other bigger groups in Mardi Gras. We make everything we can ourselves and we do it in working bees and we bring people together to 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 do that. And that's how people build those relationships. And I think, you know, there's there's a lot of community groups out there and, you know, essentially you pay your fee to get into the Mardi Gras, they give you a T-shirt to wear and then you're told to march up the road. We're not like that. We build, you know, we set we we start very early in our design process and stuff like that. So that's really important for us to bring our community together, but also to take pride in what you're doing and your float and everything like that by contributing to it. I've never had a floater that I thought looked so pretty. Oh my God, <laughs> Did I say that right? Yeah. Did, Did you I make that yourself? That right? <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> very crazy. <laughs> And you shout out to the Mercantile as well. Like, Mm -hmm. that was our home away from home. Mm -hmm. We love you guys so much. Like, and you were the one who introduced us to them. And Mm -hmm. they've just become like family to us. Like, they took such amazing care of us. You all did. And we just wanted this opportunity to acknowledge you and say thank you and say we love you. And we're so grateful. I understand the power of family, especially when you're halfway across the world. Um, and I think what you do leading Sydney Queer Irish is you're giving people a home away from home and it's such so hugely important how can people especially the queer Irish diaspora but of course it's opened up to everyone shout out to Brian Richard the straights in the group um how can they get in contact with you how they can be part of the group oh it's look it's really easy because you know we're very visible in the Irish community in Sydney and um 
you know, find us on Facebook, Instagram, all of the, you know, the, the socials and, you know, they're hosting an event while I'm, while I'm in Ireland, they're doing a Euro pride special at the end of the month. And I think there's so many Irish people in Sydney at the moment and going to Sydney from here, there's a lot of young people traveling. Um, so our group's probably really important to give that support and, you know, give that home away from home or, you know, meet other Irish queer people in Sydney. So it's great. Like it's, yeah, it's very easy to find us. Head for the pink shamrocks. Yes. Loretta, it's your home. Yes. It's not just a home away from home. We were literally in your home. Mm-hmm. We recorded in your home. We yes. stoned our tights in, <laughs> in your, your home. home. <laughs> we made our outfits in your home. We literally. had pizza. Yeah. I mean, you are the mother of... All mothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say I'm Sydney queer Irish, but I was like, no, actually, I think you're probably the queen bee. Uh, we hope to see you when you're in Dublin, Loretta, sometime for soon. Sure. 100%. I'll see you in a couple of weeks in Dublin for sure. We'll go to see Vader's show. How about that? Don't threaten her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Loretta, thank you so much for coming on. Enjoy your trip in Galway. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to this season. And thank you so much to every single person who shared their story with us on the podcast, um, in the pub, on our social medias. It means the world. Come and march with us at Pride and we'll be back in a few weeks' time with some new shite. Love Ooh, you all. Love you stay all. proud. And stay positive. <laughs> and stay powerful. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Pause 5 Podcast. Thank you to everyone who got tested, everyone who's on treatment, and everyone who's on prep. We love you and we're in this together.